You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win you're going to get paid, because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZabeCast, if they ever put out an all-time sports rants, tirades, and blow-ups DVD, the Mike Gundy, I'm a man, I'm 40 blast would be the choice cut. One account Rhodes, the hopeless redskin romantic swings by the studio, and all that plus the worst robots we'll ever have in our lifetimes, and they keep getting better. Your bonus 40 minutes of gloriously uncensored me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Wednesday, September 25th, 2019. Thank you for downloading. A couple of days ago, I don't remember which one, the odd-numbered year anniversary of Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State Cowboys head coach football, and his rant of, come after me, I'm a man, I'm 40 rant, turned another birthday. I don't know how many years. It doesn't really matter. It just was one of these things that blurped into my timeline. And I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) maybe it was 10 years. I I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Bottom line is I went back and I listened to it again. And I listened to it, I guess, with perhaps another seven, eight, nine, 10 years of perspective on life because I'm now 51. What does one scream when they turn 50. If you yell out emphatically, I'm a man, I'm 40. Like that came from somewhere. And I don't disagree with it. I'm trying to, 
and this is where I've given it some thought. Why does 40 carry that significance when it comes time to say, hey, I'm a man? At 30, you're still a man, but you're a young man. You still don't know what you don't know at 30. You may think you know, but you don't know. And you'll never know, which is what Jim Mora once said famously after a Colts loss. No, I think when you're 40, you've been in, most likely you're married, you've got kids. You have been fucked over at work once at least, if not more than that. You understand how the world really works and how it falls short of how the world should be in many regards, not just professionally and work and business, life, relationships, uh, marriage, sexual relations, all these things, they come to the point where you're like, hey, man, I'm 40. I've seen some shit now. I'm hardened. I've been through life just a bit. I'm I'm a man. I'm 40. It was so great the way he screamed that. And the rant was so pointed. And I understand it now better in retrospect. The kid that was being written about, I guess, had gotten a reputation as a bit of a mama's boy at Oklahoma State. And there was rumors about him transferring. And, you know, when, when, Van, when Van Gundy, when Gundy rants about that's not true, and I'm going to play the clip for you in its entirety here in a second. When he rants about that's not true, I tend to believe him in that there is a lot of stuff reported that's not really true. The truth of what really happens sometimes in a in a sporting environment with a team or with a player or with a coach, not only does the public not really know, but the truth is impossible to fully pin down between whose truth you're talking about. It's perceptions. It's your truth, my truth, and then there's something in the gray area middle about, well, here's what really happened. Because so much of these things pin on, they're, they're not factual observations with data and metrics, they're human relations. I promised you this. You said you'd never do that. I was going to go do this, but instead you did the other thing. Well, wh- where's the truth in all of that? There is no definable truth. And obviously, he was sticking up for this kid who was trying his hardest to play collegiate athletics at the highest level and was falling short, and there was the Oklahoma press hounding him. And Mike Gundy had finally had enough. So happy anniversary a couple days late to an undefined number of years since Mike Gundy introduced us to the phrase, I'm a man, I'm 40. I'm going to talk about this article right here. If anybody hasn't read this article, I don't read it. This was brought to me by a mother of children. I think this is worth reading. Let me tell you why I want to talk about this article. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. It's fiction. And this article embarrasses me, but you didn't have that. But someday you will. And when your child comes home, you'll understand. If you want to go after an athlete, one of my athletes, you go after one that doesn't do the right things. You don't downgrade him because he does everything right and may not play as well on Saturday. And you let us make that decision. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Attacking an amateur athlete 
for doing everything right. And then you want to write articles about guys that don't do things right and downgrade them, the ones that do make plays. Are you kidding me? Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. Don't write about a kid that does everything right, that's hearts broken, and then say that the coaches said he was scared. That ain't true. And then to say that we made that decision because Donovan Woods, because he threatened to transfer, that's not true. So get your facts straight. And I hope someday you have a child and somebody be downgrades them and belittles them and you have to look them in the eye and say, you know what, it's okay. They're supposed to be mature adults, but they're really not. Who's the kid here? Who's the kid here? Are you kidding me? And that's all I got to say. It makes me want to puke. Classic stuff right there. I really should put out that DVD of rants, tirades, and blow-ups. Somebody's probably already done it. Yeah, it's called the internet, Baldy. It's all on there. Just Google them all up. Okay. Still would be a nice stocking stuffer, wouldn't it? I imagine if you were to collect all these rants and you put them on DVD with the video, because that's important. I mean, we're talking Denny Green. They are who we thought they are. We didn't do Diddly Poo, Jim Mora. I'm a man, I'm 40. Bob Knight going crazy. Any number of ones. Uh, you know, uh, 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 Bill uh, O'Reilly. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. There's some great Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC freakouts. <laughs> I think if you did put that together, I, I would imagine the networks and the rights holders to all that stuff would shut you down pretty quick. And I would imagine that the University of Oklahoma or Oklahoma State would have the rights to Coach Gundy's press conference there in front of that orange screen. But it'd be fun. It'd be a great stocking stuffer if you could actually put it together. I could bootleg it, I'm sure. Hand it out as a gift. Be better than a nail coin. Okay, that's that's enough from you. Some quick hitters here before we get to my man, One Account Rhodes. Sunburn Bowl 1, don't miss out. All aboard, all welcome. Big, blended, extended Zabe family. We are going to spend a week in glorious Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, at a fantastic resort in which every room is an ocean view. You can go on the trip with me and mostly the family from 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, but I think there'll be some people from around the country that get their ass to Milwaukee, get on the charter. Check Southwest. They've got flights going into Mitchell that are pretty cheap, and we're leaving on a Sunday, so I will plan some event on a Saturday and we can drink it up in the dead of winter in Milwaukee and then go somewhere warm for a week. It's going to be like Zave Vegas on steroids. So if you've been to Zave Vegas and you wanted to go somewhere warm, get a full week's worth, it's a great couples trip. It really is. It, it is not just a guy trip. I mean, you can come as just if you want as a guy or just as a gal. But it's a great couples trip because, look, your wife, if she wants to get blitzed and pass out by the pool, Done. If she wants to lay low, read a book in the shade, done. She wants to go to the spa, done. Sightseeing, you know, mix and match as you see fit. And I'll do do the live show every morning, and I'd love to have you there. So go to thegamemke.com and look for the Sunburn Bowl heading in the menu up top. I'm going to make sure to post a link here 
to Twitter and pin it so that you guys know. Just go to the top of my Twitter page and you'll see it right there. And give it a give it a look. See, I think it's a great price for eighteen hundred dollars double occupancy per person. That's a it's a whole week in in Mexico, airfare included, all your drinks, all your food included. Pretty darn good. And of course, you get little old me. All right, some uh, quick hitters here. This might be the this might be a dumb question. Yeah, what happened to this might be a dumb question. I don't do it as much anymore. This might be a dumb question, but am I the only one who thinks the Browns color rush uniforms? are great because I actually like them a lot. I hate the other ones which have the word Browns on the top and no Cleveland on the top and Browns on the pants. I do not like big lettering on pro uniforms on the front of the Jersey. I'm okay with it in college, not wild about it, but I, in the NFL, no, I just hate that look. So the Browns color rush, which is that Delicious turd brown with that nuclear pumpkin orange. Looks pretty good. Also, the the Browns helmets now appear to me to be this very satiny and dark orange color. I'd love to see a bunch of helmets of the Browns, the exact color, the exact finish on their helmets through the years because it's subtly changed over the years. You, hard to believe you got to be a real helmet nerd, right, and a uniform nerd to obsess about the league's most boring helmet. But it's the boring that I think makes it great. This might be a dumb question. Would you rather the NFL go away from the one-shell rule so we could get true authentics once again? Or, or would you rather the NFL not do any throwbacks whatsoever? All or nothing. You want them to go, I mean, I think I'd vote for the, go to the uh, shell rule because I miss the creative throwbacks. Of course, it could get out of hand like college where, hey, uh, we only wore our normal uniform four games this year. The other 12, shit, I didn't even recognize. Okay, a couple more quick hitters and then we'll get to uh, my man Johnny. These uh, text messages came in during the day on Tuesday. Uh, This one from John in Indy. Zabe, have you seen the ESPN Emmett Smith Peyton Manning visit to, wait for it, Emmett Smith's storage locker filled with his awesome memorabilia? You probably love these Kitchikana shows. Check it out, Steve. Uh, Check it out, Steve. Signed John in Indianapolis. I think I would like it. And I... Know why, and Emmett Smith is is smart for a guy that once said he got debacled. He knows that that stuff has value. I have seen legends empty their tchotchke closet, and it has fetched a decent amount at auction. Things like, you know, uh, Walter Payton's Player of the Week Award. It's like some <laughs> clear lucite bookshelf block. And yet, if it's Walter Payton's and he got it, it's got his name on it, it's got value. Uh, I think someone's family sold off a bunch of an ex-legend's crap. And they were like, how can you do that, man? That's not right. And they're like, hey, sorry. It's money. My dad had the money. I don't have the money. Here, you want it? Buy it. The Iowa-Iowa State game is in jeopardy in football. This is a real blistering hot rivalry. They played it last weekend. I don't know offhand who won. I should. One of the Iowa schools. Anyhow, the net net of it is that 
afterwards, apparently there was some real nasty stuff directing, directed at the Iowa marching band members. And at first, the ADs of both schools denied that this stuff happened, that they were harassed and they were threatened. And then some of the marching band members spoke up, and then the Iowa president jumped in and said, yeah, I don't know if we should be playing this game if our band is going to be threatened over a stupid football game. I don't know if this is a big deal, if this is a big big deal being made out of nothing or what. But yeah, we it's a football game, people, for Christ's sake. And they're band members. Cut them with some slack, will you? You feel really tough harassing a clarinet player? 18-year-old girl terrified because you're like, Yeah, state! We're going to kick your ass! This one as well. I'm in Scott's camp on Monday Night Football, Zabe. Tess has definitely toned it down. Now he sounds almost medicated doing the games. This from the 520. Don't know if it was discussed yet, but Booger McFarlane is clueless. Yes, we've talked about it. Both he and Tessator were the last ones to realize the Skins had actually made a game of it again at 21-15 with the ball in hand early in the fourth. This from Albert in Tucson. I, I agree they had made a game of it. I don't know how truly scared Chicago was, but I know a lot of betters that were sitting at five and a hook minus. <laughs> they didn't like it. Oh, by the way, touchdown, two-point conversion. Suddenly, 28-15 turns into 28-23. Loser. Uh, And then this regarding the Redskins, a text saying, I'm waiting for them to start marketing other teams and their superstars, a.k.a. the Bullets slash the Wizards, under Susan O'Malley. Now, that would truly be tragic. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win, you're going to get paid, because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, joining me in the office right now is the legendary One Account Rhodes who was at FedEx Field last night, my friend. How uh, bad How bad was it? Wait a minute. 
I thought I was at Soldier Field last night. Ah, <laughs> it sounded that way, didn't it? I saw your tweets, and I was texting you as well. It was bad. Bad. I cannot believe it. I've heard of this. I wasn't at the famous Eagles takeover the stadium game, but I was there last night, and I'm telling you, I started tweeting out that maybe the uh, – ratio was somewhere where it was maybe 40% Bears fans. It had to be 60. I felt like I tweeted it was like 50-50-50. 50 Bear fans, 50% Skin fans, and then 50% just stayed the fuck home. How many people were not even there last night? How many empty seats would you say? Because on TV, you couldn't see the upper reaches. Yeah, so, and where our suite was, was perfect to see it all. And as you know, I was with my man, our man, Stash. Stash! Last night, Emmy Award-winning producer of the Baltimore Orioles. Um, producer. Uh, Stash does the game operations for Camden Yards. Yeah. Scoreboards, ribbon boards, music, all the game presentation shit. Yeah, MLB Best Game Experience Award winner. Um, but so he's, my point is he's a good judge of empty Stadium seats. ops, yeah. We, we were thinking... Because that's all he looks at. Camden <laughs> Yards, Yards every night. Right <laughs> Sorry, Stash. Sorry, Stash. We were thinking 30,000. I mean, the whole up, upper level is gone. How? Uh, first of all, when was the last time you were there? Was it with me with when you. Kirk threw the pick? Yep. And when Kirk threw that pick in Week 17 against the Giants, you and I looked at each other, and I think we said to each other, this will change the course of this franchise. Yeah. And it sure enough did. Because they, the, they didn't make the playoffs. Bruce and Dan were sure as hell not sold on Kirk at that point. So that's when the stalemate really dug in. And it has been all downhill since there. Not that it's been uphill under Snyder prior to that. That was just a brief hiccup of, hey, we've got a chance. Now it's so bad. It is, I'm going to liken this to a NFL Chernobyl. That the Redskins are not just dysfunctional, Johnny. They're not just broken. They are toxic in that... Like a nuclear reaction or nuclear meltdown, when there's a chain of events that becomes uncontrollable and one event leads to another and things start bouncing crazily off each other, right now the, the landing zone or the, the nuclear zone for this team is so hot, you can't even go in right now. Because yeah. we are a whole regime change, coach change, quarterback change from even beginning to dig out of the rubble. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I, I always tend to lean positive, and yes. on paper and, and theoretically, I'm st going to stick to that, but there is an added element, and the element is exactly what you just described, and I noticed it last night as I'm, I'm sitting in there, I remember being at the, the second ever game at that stadium, and it was a night game, and it was a buzz, and it was... What year was this? I don't remember, the, the year the stadium opened. So, uh, 97. It was against the Niners. Or 98, I, I want to say. 97, 98, right around yeah. there. Here's a shocker. We lost that night. Um, but that felt cool, you know, even though getting there was just as bad as it is today. But last night, in comparison, I looked around and I, I saw the FedEx colors around the top of the stadium fading a bit. I saw seats removed. I saw a weathered-looking stadium with a lot of Band-Aids, and then I saw a, a, a make-believe cloud hanging over that place. And I started thinking about the occurrence of events that you're talking about that has led, has led us NFL to NFL Chernobyl. 
Yep. Once the meltdown begins, you can't control it, and you don't know how it's going to manifest. By the way, on television, Booger apparently said he talked to Trent. I know you've got strong feelings about that. I, 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 you know, Trent. You're like trade his ass. I'd like Tony Soprano to meet Trent right now. As far <laughs> as I'm concerned, let him and, s- sleep with the fishes. I know they also they put Bruce Allen on TV for a good 20 seconds, oh, and God. he was looking stupid and hopeless. But what is really sad for us fans is that there's no sign that he is going to be whacked by Dan because Dan is afraid to go it alone. Dan wants either a stooge like Vinny, a fatherly figure like Joe Gibbs, or a drinking buddy, which is what Bruce Allen is. No question. I've seen it in person. Sorry. Multiple people have seen it. It's a. We used to say the Redskins, Johnny, were a marketing company that played football on Sundays. They've now become, because they suck at marketing, they've now become a drinking club for millionaires and billionaires that also plays football on Sundays. But guess what? I think they're now seeing, even in their little game that they're playing, <clears throat> they're seeing it deteriorate right before their eyes. That couldn't have felt good last night. The entire lower bowl was Bears fans. Right. The entire lower bowl chanting defense. <laughs> and you know what else is that they changed the way they distribute tickets uh, a couple years ago so that you, it was harder, in theory, for opposing fans to get the tickets. Yep. Now it's not hard because I have a theory, which is you can't sell your tickets to anybody but the opposing fans. In other words... Redskin fan to Redskin fan sale of tickets does not happen. That if there's another Redskin fan who knows an existing one with tickets, they'll get them for free. They'll just be handed to them. But you can't sell them. So the only way to sell them is to other fans, which makes for a very easy market for the fans of another team like the Bears to be entirely behind the Bears bench even. Here's what I heard last night uh, from... The folks who hosted us in the suite, I will not mention names. Uh, first of all, two extremely obnoxious Bears fans were in there with the windows open to the suite, screaming out while Redskins fans who were guests in the suite were very uncomfortable. Were they wearing Bears gear? All Bears gear. Oh, for fuck's sake. What were they wearing? Let me guess. Urlacher jersey? Because the- they're too cheap to update it. One dude was Urlacher, and it was all faded out and everything. And <laughs> Did one of them have McMahon or a fridge jersey? <laughs> I don't remember. The other guy had, like, a, a haircut from, um, um, what was the, Mel- Braveheart. He looked like somebody in Braveheart. Okay. But, so he's sitting there, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, Stosh, if Snyder saw this, he would have somebody's ass. Would he, though? I don't know. That's what I'd like to know. See, I don't, I don't know if he really cares about details. Did you see how London Fletcher inducted to the Ring of Honor last night? One of my favorite Redskins of these dysfunctional years had his name misspelled. Well, what's Fleck, wrong with that? Fleck to her. Don't you think people on are... On the Jumbotron. You don't think that appeals to people that shows we're just humans, <laughs> that we run an organization? No, it, it tells you there's no attention to detail. It tells there's no accountability. It tells me that there are mediocre, underpaid, disconnected people working at every level in that organization. How do you think London felt about that? He's like, oh, great, yeah, fleck to her. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. So, yeah, you're right. I, I just don't know what 
bothers Snyder. I don't know if anything bothers. I think he hates that they're losing, but there's nothing he can do. He can't get rid of Bruce Allen because that's his drinking buddy, just like ex-Redskins that are on the payroll, who I won't name because I like a lot of them, and I work with some of them from time to time. But they're literally on the payroll because they're little pieces of nostalgia from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago that are used as marketing pawns. It's almost like once you get under the uh, Snyder umbrella, you become a Manchurian uh... (laughs) <laughs> like they're programmed with marching orders and well they're easy to program because a lot of them are broke good so you know they're gonna do what they gotta do or they just want the money hell even Rigo himself who once went on that rant calling snyder a guy with a dark heart guess what back doing pregame stuff yeah el rigo mr independent <laughs> i guess he wants that dan snyder money after all you everybody's know? all american right exactly and, and look i'm not saying i blame take the money but sure. it just goes to show you that's all they've got left so the only hope would be to totally clean out all the upper reaches which includes um of course bruce allen which would ne- out of necessity mean getting rid of doug williams because you got to look at these guys and go, if Doug Williams wasn't our director of player personnel or whatever his title is, would the Saints hire him? Would the Rams hire him? Would any NFL team hire him? And the answer is no. One other team. Who, the Buccaneers? Yeah, he's a nostalgic hire. There's the only I'm two not teams. Even, I'm not even sure they'd hire him. I think he had his... He was there, right, for yeah, a while. I think he's been through there. So. Yeah. You get rid of the nostalgia hires. You get rid of Bruce, whose record absolutely merits it. And you then keep only the best minds in the front office. Scott Campbell is one of them, right? Uh, we have a cap guy, Eric Schaefer, who's well-regarded, right? Yep. And then you bring in total guys that have nothing to do with the Redskins. And Dan Snyder says, look, here, my new director of football ops or GM or team president, whatever you want to call him." Hire a coach, make sure it's a good coach, and do what you do, and I'm going to stay the fuck out of it. And he'll never do that because then he's got no friends. He's got no drinking buddies. He doesn't get to play with his expensive $3 billion toy. So let's try to get back down to the nitty-gritty reality here because – what can be done. What you just said would be ideal, okay? Oh, fantastic. But let's all – Agree that that's probably not going to happen. Agreed. And since we're so indebted to this team, for some reason, um, you know, my dad brought me up to be a Redskins fan, and that's what I am. And I believe that's the same with you. Aside from Bruce getting replaced, what can be done? Can we be good? And let me ask, let me throw in an example. Um, well, let's start with this, Johnny. Okay. Jay's dead. Good. Okay. Because I heard some stuff as I was getting here that I don't know if you've heard yet today. Which is? But apparent, there's two things I heard. Apparently, Peterson didn't like the fact that Thompson was getting carries last night. That's not one of the two. I heard that oh, one, too. okay. All right, so apparently, number one, uh, Jay has refused to let Haskins run any reps in, oh, yeah. in practice. And then the last thing I heard as I was turning the car off was, I believe J.P. Finley reported this, that there was a massive uh, confrontation last night 
the details haven't been out, but the between who? Dan um between Dan or Bruce. I don't the JP didn't give the names yet. He just said the subject is basically Jay and Minuski so are coaching for their job. Confrontation between the coaches and the power. Yeah. The, the Dan and Bruce versus Jay and Minuski. Minuski are coaching for their jobs next week. Okay. Okay, sure. Uh, so, thanks, Dan. At least we got. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Lot. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, anyway, let's go over that nickel D again. <laughs> Can you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know Minuski sucks. The defense is giving up a staggering. 64% third down conversions. Yeah. A good number in the league is 33%. So we're close. Well, <laughs> no, we're well over double what the number should be. Zabe math. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Minuski sucks. We know this. Why? They tried to replace him this last winter. And again, this is where you've got an NFL Chernobyl. They couldn't even hire a guy to take the job for D coordinator because they knew Jay was dead man coaching. So you've got a toxic situation where nobody wants to touch it. Even Greg Williams said no to the gig. They had the humiliation of having Minuski sit in on a few of the interviews for his potential replacement. It's craziness. So Minuski's bad. You got walk-in touchdowns like last night where you're like, they should not walk into the end zone untouched. And they can't get rid of him. Jay's going to be next to go. Then the question is, who's next? Johnny, who can they hire? With the nuclear fallout still so hot. Well, I have been wrong many times, but I'm on a little run right now with some things. Okay. Going back to some things I've written or said that I've been right about thus far. But I'll give you this one as far as D coordinator. I've said from day one, they've got the wrong guy on the staff as the leader of the D. That Tom Sula was more qualified to be the D coordinator than Minuski. So you want to demote Minuski, or can you keep him on the staff? you got to fire no, him if you're going to demote him. No, he's out to pasture. Okay. Right. No. But I would not mind if, if they're looking for continuity, like Jay says, mm-hmm. pull Tom Sula up at least to see what changes. Okay, so you got that. Yeah. Now, I've heard some ridiculous head coaching suggestions. I heard Urban Meyer. Are you kidding? Why? All right. First, we've tried this college experience before. Oh, hold on. Are we on a should track or would track? No, no, no. Because a should track, I agree, it's a joke. Yeah. It's, hey, we got uh, a quarterback we haven't played yet, and McLaurin, who's great. We're happy about him. Let's bring in the coach who coached him in college. Stupid idea. I don't want Urban Meyer at all. On the should track, it would be perfectly within the Snyder wheelhouse of tricks to do it. Yeah, we agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think there's a 50-50 chance it is Urban Meyer. Because he too is toxic. He's very. He's not only that. He's the, one of those guys that says, "Well, uh, you know, I looked at it in two years. I'm done. I, I just the hell. There's a health issue, and I'm not <laughs> right. into it again anymore. No, he'll I, be a, he'll be an easy quit like Spurrier was an easy quit when things were not going well. Right. And that's the last thing we need. So you're, you're talking about a regime change. They're, they're going to have to get a whole new coaching staff. Uh, assuming Bruce is still here, that's going to be a weak hire. I don't think you'll get anyone of credibility or anyone good to come in. And then you go with Haskins next year. The big question now is when do you start Haskins? You want to start him now. Yeah. Throw him in. 
Yes. Okay. I I'm don't not necessarily get it. against it, but yeah. I don't get this narrative of he's not ready. What does that mean? That was he's Peyton Manning ready. ready when he threw 28 interceptions and went 3-13 and 13 his rookie year? I hear you. Josh Allen made a lot of mistakes last year for the Bills, took his lumps. Learned from it. Off to a good start so far. The only one that hasn't learned from their mistakes is the owner. And Case Keenum. Jesus, God. Well, he should have probably seven picks already this year. He's had a couple dropped. Yeah. Wasn't there a fumble that was overturned by penalty last night? Yeah, that by was the a way, turnover. So really, he should have had a six-turnover game, which yeah. is hard to do. By the way, it sure looked like a safety we got last night from where I was sitting. But It that's wasn't. A, no? Okay. Yeah, no. He, even uh, John Perry in the booth there for ESPN said, no, nah, that's a good call because Trubisky knew he was getting trucked and then he held the ball forward to keep it from being in the end zone. Oh, okay. So forward momentum. Oh, by the way, on the Minuski front, where did he play his formative years in the NFL? The Washington yeah. Redskins. Another nostalgia, nostalgia hire. Uh, yeah. That's all they do. So, yeah. So this is going to be a rough year, a turbulent year. They haven't whacked a coach, the Redskins and Snyder, haven't whacked a coach midseason since North. Even Zuba Zuba Zorn made it through the end of the season. Even, yep, ball, ball, coach. I made it through the end of the season. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot. Coaches don't usually get whacked mid- midseason, but they're starting to now. I just, I look at the ocean that Jay is drowning in now, and I see the shore so far away. I don't think he can swim there. This, all I have to say is not starting your first round draft, your first round drafted quarterback, your supposed future yep. of the franchise, not making immediate moves when you see the need to means, again, it proves that they don't recognize who they are as an, as an organization. <laughs> no. They don't see what everybody else sees right because they live in a bubble right and if it's true that they don't listen to things like this or read comments over here or over there then they're tone deaf oh they're worse than tone deaf if they do hear of things that counter that contradict their rosy narrative they get their back up and they're like fuck that guy we'll show yeah. him but I, it goes all the way down to the smallest of details. Just like misspelling of London, London Fletcher. London to her. Just like two fanboy nerds who love yellow pants. <laughs> that that gets thrown out there. That should at least be heard, I think. What, that w- that they should go yellow pants? No, but that, that they are aware that people feel that way. Um, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Um, all right, the dog is barking, which means we're almost out of time here, Johnny. So, question, will you go back to FedEx Field ever again? I've already said I'll never go back again. I'm done. I've gone to that dump for the last time. There's only one reason. We talked about it last night. I don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to, but. I don't want to, but if an announcement comes out for a new stadium, and the plans look great, and the location looks great. I want to be ha, find a way to get out in front of possible tickets for the new stadium. You know, we got fans of yours like Big Stupid who they don't <laughs> understand why a 
uh, the naming, the announcement of a new stadium would make a difference. Right. There's so much. We're running out of time, but there's so many reasons why it would. Well, um, here's the interesting thing in the stadium, and we'll wrap it on this. I've had people tell me that Dan Snyder will never get another stadium again. Will never get a new stadium. And I said, come on, eventually everyone gets a new stadium. But then I started thinking. Oakland didn't. They moved. The Rams in St. Louis didn't. They moved. I'm not saying we're going to move, but you got Buffalo, who's still trying to get a place, and they can't. I think, Johnny, we could be stuck without a stadium because it's going to be such a hard sell politically. Well, if they tore that one down and and kept the land lease and built oh, a beautiful stadium no. and had Metro go there, would you, <laughs> would you do it? In Landover, Maryland, you want to rebuild FedEx Field. You want to redo that mistake I geographically. Don't. I don't. But if you're him, <laughs> hey, man, maybe he does move. To where? What city? Uh, St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? The only hope would be that he can't get a stadium built and the team continues to be so bad for the next 10 years that he buckles and he has to sell. Either that or we find something, a smoking gun, like what brought down Jerry Richardson. Well, let's plant one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, if if the Redskins won't do business with the 49ers out of spite. Right. If that's the reason certain municipalities won't do business with the Redskins versus seeing the bigger picture of what benefit a new stadium would do for that area, then... It shows you how stupid the municipalities are. Hey, listen, don't ever. There's only one place you and I agree the stadium should be, and that's at the RFK site. It needs to be downtown D.C. so it unifies our big sprawling region. Yeah. We don't. We don't even want it in Virginia, which would be closer to us. We don't want it in Maryland. It needs to be on that piece of land. But it's such a valuable piece of land. It's owned by the government, by the by the U.S. government. So it's a, it's not even the districts to play with. They've got to get permission. And there's a neighborhood around it that's not terrible, that east side of Capitol Hill, that they would rather have big box stores, restaurants, a Seasons 52, a Best Buy, a Wegmans. They don't want a football stadium. Save the Inner Harbor never had more restaurants until the stadium came there. Well, they, they look at that piece of land like we can do all this stuff without a stadium. That's the way they think about it. And... Recreational ball fields for Ute sports. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Johnny, God bless you for going. I applaud you. <laughs> and uh, and trust me, there's two good things that's going to happen not too long from now. Two small good things with your football team and mine. One, Jay's going to get fired. Two, Haskins will eventually start. Those so are, those are two nice small things. That's progress. That's something. Yeah. Yellow pants next. Well, we can only hope. <laughs> Yellow pants under the white tops. The yeah. That is such a great tricolor look. You got the burgundy hat, the white top, the yellow pants. It's like three ice cream flavors in one, and it's our road jersey. It's glorious. Tucker, say bye. Come on, give him a woof. 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 <laughs> 
There we hey. go. All right. Thank you, Johnny. On your way home, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, Abe. Let's end on this. It's the worst robot we'll ever have. And it is sensational, if not a bit frightening. Boston Dynamics, the robot people have done it again. Atlas, the robot keeps getting better and better. This is a full-sized, several hundred pound robotic humanoid looking device, self-powered, and it can now do handstands, front rollovers, and scissor twists. Is that the right term? No, it does a scissor kick, and then it does a jump twist. Hell, this robot could actually probably do P90X plyometrics. Hell, it will soon. It's self-powered. These robots that were humanoid-sized used to have to have a giant tether of cables behind it to deliver enough juice to make something this heavy and this mechanical walk around. Now they've somehow contained the power unit inside the structure of the body. It's stunning. It's incredible. And it's the worst robot will have in my lifetime. I can just think back to previous Twitter videos they leaked out about, oh, look what we made now. Oh, look what we made what we made now. Somebody told me that Google bought Boston Dynamics. So of course, once these robots are even slimmer, more powerful, and even more nimble, well, they'll have Google able to track us down based on all of their telemetry and their surveillance and There'll be no running from them. I mean, you can run. They're just going to catch you pretty quick and then beat the shit out of you with their robot arms. These are amazing times we're living in. I'm just wondering, when will it start getting really scary? It's a little scary right now. When does it get a hell of a lot scary? We'll see. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Subscribe to Fridays if you feel motivated. Unsubscribe if you don't feel like you're getting value. All of my subscribers help keep me pushing and motivated to add, expand, and keep up the effort. And I do appreciate each and every one of you. Rate and review. It always helps the algorithm. I don't know how it works, but that's what I've been told. And in the meantime, tell a couple friends if they want some decent entertainment Monday through Friday in a nice little 45-minute package. Till next time, thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you later. Gambling on football, you say? Well, well, well. If you've done it before, you want to get back into it, or you just want another place to reliably play, where you know when you win, you're going to get paid, because remember, that's the whole deal. Winning is nice, getting paid even nicer. Thank you, Mr. X, for the comment. Bottom line is this, my bookie, mybookie.ag. They've been with us now for two seasons. They are a solid book. 
They pay when you win, and they are very straightforward. Plus, they've got a great array of ways that you can wager on games, an excellent interface, excellent mobile app as well, and great customer service. You know, there have been a small number of hiccups along the way, and people have emailed me directly and said, hey, I had a problem with my bookie. I send one email, boom, off to my rep at my bookie, and the problem is fixed like that. MyBookie.ag. Now listen, if you want to maybe bet a little bit and win big, try some parlays. They're kind of hard to hit, but they're fun to play, right? Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, one of the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where I recommend you have an account as well because you can never have too many. And right now, joining MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.